welcome back to Tuesday at Dobbs's. I was on a ride yesterday and the Bonneville broke down. So painful. So painful. Beautiful, beautiful weather. 27 degrees, all of the classic cars and motorbikes out Sunday morning, 7.30. I woke up at 6.15, but I was out whizzing along the motorway and then suddenly boom. That's it. Bonneville imploded. And, well, I won't go into too much detail because it will be in the next video on Thursday, but, but now it's with the mechanic, had to get towed away, and yeah, professional opinion, it needs a professional to sort this out. In fact, I think some of the engine may need taking apart. So I've now got, well, sounds like a sob story, it's pathetic. I've got just one bike, an almost new Triumph Thruxton, so I can't complain too much, but I forgot what it was like all the time when I had my Suzuki Bandit, it was breaking down. It would be 50-50 if I'd actually be able to get home from a ride because it was so unreliable. And the Bonneville's been pretty good. And now this is the second breakdown in two weeks on it. I really hope that's not the start of things to come. Anyway, welcome back. Let's get straight down to it. From Harry in the Isle of Wight. And of course, I hope you've all had a fantastic weekend. Freddie, I'm a 27-year-old father of two who is very keen to get back into motorcycling. I sold my first bike, a Honda Rebel 500, a couple of years ago, just three months into ownership, after finding out that my daughter was on the way and we needed a, to find a new place to live. It helped for deposit on our mortgage, so needs must. I'm now in the lucky position to be able to purchase a new motorbike. I love the thought of the Super Meteor 650, however, I have been left a little bit sceptical after hearing your debates over warranty. Should I let this affect my decision? Is the warranty something that should really concern me? It's a modern-day bike that is simple to fix, surely. If you want to make any other suggestions for other bikes, I'm keen to hear your thoughts. I'm 5'8", 80 kilos, and into cruiser motorcycles, preferably in black. Harry, I was actually researching away, going on to Auto Trader, things like that, looking at Honda Rebel 500s, and then I reread your message and saw that you already had a Honda Rebel 500. So I think you've actually got a pretty good eye for bikes. And if you're looking at a new bike with retro style, cruiser, looks, ergonomics, I don't think there'll be anywhere else to go other than the Super Meteor 650. I want to say that you could get a few Harley Davidsons for that money, maybe a Harley Sportster comfortably for about 6k or so and that will be a brilliant bike but it will be more expensive and it will not be a new bike so you don't get that warranty element with it so i would say if i were in your position the super meteor 650 would be the exact bike that i would be looking to get with regards to warranty i would say i really strongly believe this never let warranty be the decision for why you would buy or not buy a motorbike this is a Royal Enfield dealer warranty, straight from Royal Enfield. I think, in reality, the chances of you having a genuine issue with this, I think, are still fairly small. Royal Enfield's a, a respectable company. I do not think they're going to be trying to shortchange people with warranty. So I would say, very confidently, go out there, buy with confidence. One other thing I wanted to say, Harry. If you're looking secondhand, Harley-Davidson Sports to 1200, of course, that's one of the obvious choices. But the Honda Rebel 1100, potentially as well, I think they're about six and a half K used. The only problem with that, you've got no no claims bonus for a motorbike. 
and I think the insurance costs for Harleys and the bigger Rebel will be an issue. So you're spot on. You're spot on with that, Harry. Welcome back to biking. Moving on. Older motorcycles and the difficulty of getting parts for them, or the perceived difficulty by a few people. I had a lot of insight into this, that of course dealers stop making parts for bikes, so what do you do? You've got eBay for secondhand parts, or for used parts, you've got Facebook Marketplace. And a lot of these manufacturers, whether it's Harley-Davidson, Triumph, Yamaha, they will all have a, or they will very, very often have, dedicated aftermarket companies who will make parts for these bikes once the main dealers stop making them. For example, with Triumph, the company that I've always used in eight years of Triumph ownership, that's a Speed Triple and my Bonneville. It's World of Triumph. Let me just put a, a, a quick, I always do that. Let me just put a, a little picture up here of the website because this has been a, a complete lifesaver with regards to my bikes. It's such a good catalogue and database of Triumph motorcycle parts that any Triumph you have, within reason, I think at least for the last 30 years or so, you, you click on the exact model and the exact year, all beautifully laid out with pictures, and then you click on the exact section of the bike, whether it's body panels or frames or braking, and then there are actual images of each individual part. And it's got every single part without fail. So I've never had any issues at all with any of my Triumphs because they've got such a good following and good dedicated after-sales companies, teams who can help you out. Harley-Davidson exactly the same. I've had a lot of Harley owners saying you really never have to worry about that because they've got such good, solid after-sales care from different companies. But, but, a few people did say to me that they're finding difficulties in the UK for Harley parts. Example, in the USA it's going to be fine because there are so many Harleys everywhere. But if I type in to eBay a Harley-Davidson ECM, Electronic Control Module, for 2012 Harley-Davidson, which is what last week's listener had an issue with. He had a 2012 Harley-Davidson, and Harley-Davidson has said they cannot find him or cannot stock him and get him a, an ECM, an electronic control module, effectively the ECU for his bike. So I went onto eBay just to type it in. I simply typed ECM Harley-Davidson 2012 to see what came up. I found, and this is UK eBay, only one, just one ECM from that states 2012 ECM units on eBay. Once you get past the first one on eBay, Every single other one, USA, 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 USA. The cost for the one in the UK, £150 or best offer. The costs for the ones in the US, £190 up to £380, £450. I mean, £450 for a Harley-Davidson ECU from 2012 used. It's gigantic money. Really, really huge money. I move on. Okay, I like this. Freddie Suzuki GSX 1400. This is a bike I'd recommend. The one I chose was a 2008 model with 6,000 miles on the clock that I had to pay a hefty price for of £6,750. But it was literally immaculate with very low mileage. Prices for these bikes 
are rising. Seat height's low, saddle is large and comfortable, Monica would like the pillion seat. If you ever get a chance to ride one, I highly recommend you do. Do not be put off by the 1400cc engine. Simon, I know these well. And the reason I know these well is because when I was buying my Bonneville, it was my Bonneville, not my Bandit. When I was buying my Bonneville, this was in my final shortlist. This is, let me open up the one I found, a Colossus from, from Suzuki. 1400cc bike with 105 horsepower. And I remember this well, because when I was looking for my bike, there was this, I think there was a Ducati in there, and there was the Triumph. I think there were about four bikes. But I remember looking at this, and I could easily get one for £3,000 back when I was looking for the Bonneville. And I've now had a look online at the exact same place, autotrader.co.uk, and if you want a decent one, you're looking at around about £4,500. I think these have gone up surely a good 800 pounds or so in the past three years this is a lovely one it's 4,800 pounds it's 23,000 miles on the clock it's in what is probably my favorite color combo for this bike white and blue and they've aged superbly well classic timeless muscle bike looks I think they look brilliant and if we go on to MCN GSX 1400 came out in 2001, MCN said until 2006, but that's not true, it's 2008. The owner's rating for these bikes, I had no idea they were so highly regarded. 4.5 out of 5 stars the owners gave these bikes. But the MCN rating of this bike really surprised me. Because being such a huge bike, you would think, no, it's just ludicrously big. It, it won't actually be good. People are just buying it because it's got a huge engine. But no, MCN rating, five out of five stars for this bike. They quote, fantastic performance from a huge engine, highly practical cruiser, and easy to ride over long distances. Owner's reliability rating, 4.2 out of five. Annual servicing costs are high at £600 a year with a weight of 229 kilos. But you know what? I think that's very close to my Bonneville's weight, which is ridiculous considering the colossal difference in size between the two bikes. And even on MCN here, it quotes used prices from three and a half K. I think you'd be fairly lucky to get a decent one now at three and a half K. That, I've always said it, Simon, I have said this actually, I completely agree with you here on this. I couldn't agree more. I've always believed that this is a, a modern classic in the waiting, this bike. I really very, very strongly believe it. And if they're just starting to climb now, now is the time to get it. I move on to Mark. Continuing actually with old bikes here and difficulty sometimes of getting parts. Hi Freddie, I've owned, or I do own, a much-loved 2005 Honda XL 1000 Varadero. A lesser-known model, but it's absolutely fabulous for long distances as a mile-eater. It needed a new exhaust manifold. Honda no longer make it, although a few OEM new units are in Europe. In the end, I had to resort to a custom-fabricated stainless steel option, no change out of £1,100 sterling. 
In my case, I'm happy to pay as I love this iron horse. But the moral of the tale, however, older bikes, they are great, but they're not automatically a lower cost, long-term option. Parts may cost more and become harder to find. However, if an older bike is a question of buying afford, uh, affordability, head for long production run models. Mark. Mark, this is a really good point. I never had any issues buying parts for my old Suzuki Bandit because the Suzuki Bandit was such a popular bike made over such a prolonged period, period of time. You will always, always have uh, an almost limitless selection of used parts and a significantly strong following because of the numbers made that companies can afford to set up production runs for aftermarket parts. The problem comes if you're buying slightly niche motorbikes that maybe were made only for one or two years or so and they don't have the biggest following and then parts could get seriously tricky to find. Mark, thank you. And this is from Steve. Freddie, I thought you might like to discuss... Ah, okay, mm, I've had fun with this, Steve. I thought you might like to discuss... Oh, this is good and I love this. But this, I had so much fun doing this. Please discuss bike supermarkets on your next podcast. Quite often we talk about auto trader or dealers, but for me, bike supermarkets are an excellent way to sit on lots of different bikes at once and have lots of different options, including used and pre-reg deals. I bought my, my new Yamaha XSR 700 from Completely Motorbikes and was really impressed with their customer service. Much better than my local Yamaha dealer. I've also heard people saying good things about the Superbike factory. They also offer finance deals. Isn't this, Steve, isn't this just the state of a lot of motorcycle dealerships and the, the state of how it's run at the moment? And I don't think it's quite right how how these big motorcycle dealers are running a lot of their dealerships because, I said before, some of them are as, are as inspiring as walking into a morgue, a Honda one, for example. And it sounds like some Yamaha ones aren't much better at all. And the fact, Steve, that you would rather go to a motorbike supermarket than buy your Yamaha from what is potentially a local Yamaha dealer, I think that speaks volumes. Let me just have a bit of fun here, Steve, seeing as you asked. I'll put some screen mirroring up here. So, Superbike Factory I went on to. And you can click used bikes or news bikes. So take your pick. You can have anything you want here. I clicked on used bikes. And bear in mind, this is the UK. We're not even talking USA here. We've got a far smaller population. I couldn't believe this. There are 2,808 bikes online. I think they may have a few locations around the UK, but the point is you can get this bike, to the best of my knowledge, delivered to any one of these locations. And these factories are gigantic. Hundreds of bikes in each one of these supermarkets. Should I call it a supermarket? I'll call it a supermarket. So I went on to used bikes just to have a bit of fun. And just to see what type of things they've got, let me just shout out the top five or so. Suzuki GSX 950 with 2,000 miles on the clock. A Buell, a Buell 1100 with 14,000 miles on the clock. K2 
Kawasaki ZX-10, Suzuki GSX-R, Suzuki V-Strom. An older Honda CB1300. They've got such a great mix. MV Augusta, BMW. Let me just open this up because they've got the Buell here and this really, I, I like these, they're so niche and I think they'll turn into, or they are a very desirable bike that I think will be a good classic in the future. If I had a big, a big warehouse, a big lockup, I'd buy a Buell and I'd just keep it there. It's 4,000 pounds, which I think is perfectly fair money for that. Especially so considering you're actually buying it from a bike dealer. You're not buying it privately. I think that's extremely fair. But the fun thing about this, they also offer the finance packages. So I can see here, I can either pay £4,000 for the Buell or I can pay £91 a month. So they do finance here. You walk into the Superbike factory, looking around at hundreds of different bikes, sitting on them all, seeing what suits you better or suits you best. And you find your dream bike and you realize you can't quite afford it. Don't worry, they will sort you out with finance. It's really tempting. They've got a 14-day money-back guarantee, part exchange available, flexible finance options, and nationwide delivery with every bike coming with a 120-point inspection. And it's the range of bikes that amazes me with this. I must get down to one of these superbike factories they really do look brilliant. That's a very, very good shout out, Steve. I move on to Rob. Freddy, check out the new Fantic Caballero 700 coming out soon. In partnership with Yamaha, it's utilizing the same engine as found in the, M in the MT-07, Tenere and XSR 700 and also Tracer. Neoclassic looks with that amazing engine and sub 10,000 pounds new. I think you'd be silly to choose an XSR 700 over this. Let me know your thoughts. Rob, thanks for bringing this to my attention. I've been having a look at this, but let me, before I go into this, just read out the specs. Because I'm, I'm with you 100%, Rob. I think this looks like a really, really good bike. 700cc, 175 kilos without fuel. 74 horsepower, and from bikingdirect.co.uk, they quote a new price, and I think it's imminent when it's coming out, of £9,500. Let's have a look quickly at the XSR 700, which is at least the engine that this bike is built around. It's got the exact same horsepower, of 74 horsepower. The Yamaha XSR is 188 kilos, but that's with a full tank of fuel. So my guess is it won't be a gigantic amount in it weight-wise between the two. However, the Yamaha is 8,260 pounds, meaning it's 1,240 pounds less than the Fantic. Let's get this Fantic up now and have a look at it. First of all, I go onto the website. I think they've done a good job. I can feel all of that passion, that heritage. They've got a, a video up there of two Caballeros heading off. I rode the Fantic Caballero 500 last summer. Outskirts of Bury St Edmunds I went. Beautiful day. It's a lovely bike, it's light. It feels like it would be unbelievably fun off-roading. Really, it, for me, it would be more fun off-roading than a, a Triumph 1200 Scrambler, for example, because it's much smaller and much lighter. But, 
I felt the 500cc engine let it down. For me, it felt a little bit just like it hadn't been engineered to the highest standards. It felt too weak an engine for me. It felt like an engine that I would not want to do a long journey on. I wouldn't want to be doing six hours in the saddle in that engine or with that engine because it just didn't fill me with a huge amount of confidence. I need an engine that feels strong. It doesn't have to have loads of horsepower, but it's got to feel strong. So putting a 700cc engine into this bike, I think will be a complete revelation. And it's a Yamaha 700, so I don't think there can be, can be any concern at all that this will be a superb bike. And I think now I'm looking at it, that 700cc engine, it fills the bike out more. It looks like a more substantial bike with two exhausts just perfectly positioned in between the seat and the wheels. And those two exhausts just sit there perfectly. Gold forks, quite squat, good tires that look like they'll be good for on-road, off-road, and just a perfectly proportioned bike. I think this is the exact engine that Fantic have needed to give them the best opportunity to push them up with the mainstream competition. You have to accept that it's going to be a thousand pounds more, and if you're happy with that over the Yamaha, which of course is a very, very well-regarded bike, then I think that this could do very well. I hope it does. I'm genuinely keen to test that. That's a bike that I would love, love to test because the only bit I didn't like last time was the engine. The aesthetics, the looks, the fun factor, everything else I thought was superb on this. And I love the history, the heritage that Fantic play on as well. Rob, if you get one of those, let me know and send me pics. I'd love to hear someone's first impressions on this. Move on. Freddie, take a look at the Moto Guzzi 1200 Sport, Malcolm. I didn't know anything about this, Malcolm. Nothing at all. So I've had a look at this and I went on to Auto Trader and I typed in Motor Goodsy 1200 Sport and nothing came up at all. And then I found that I had to type for some weird reason on Auto Trader Motor Goodsy V1200. And just one bike came up. I then thought this cannot be the only bike in the UK that's available. So I went on to Facebook Marketplace. Let me, before I go into what I found here, let me just give you an overview. This is a 105 horsepower bike. It's 240 kilos and it's 2008 onward model. They must have stopped selling it now. I know they have. I just think MCN haven't updated it. But 2008 is when they started production. I found a nice one that I like the look of on Facebook Marketplace and it's significantly better value than the Auto Trader one. This is a 2010 Motor Goodsy Sport. It has done 27,000 miles. It's 4,050 pounds. So that's extremely fair value. I usually say around about the 4,000 pound mark. If I'm looking for a new bike, that's usually around about my top end budget. So for me, that's fairly bang on. In black, classic V-twin engine, single circular headlamp with a fly screen at the front, muscular lines. Really, this is a, a brute of a bike, but so unique looking with the shaft drive on the right hand side, that beautiful red Motor Goodsy logo on the tank. It's a really stunning thing. I mean, it's a Moto Goodsy. They almost always are. And I love this. Have a look at this. 
the dash on these. It's almost like a car dash with three massive white dials and then a stream of lights just above the middle dial. It's a lovely looking thing. I then, of course, went on to MCN to have a look at this. How do MCN rate this? They say it's a 2008 onward model. I'm sure that just hasn't been updated, but I don't know when they stopped. MCN rated this bike as four out of five stars. However, the owners rated this bike as 3.5 out of five stars. Oh, Moto Goodsey. Owners reliability rating 3.2 out of five. That's pretty bad in reality. Annual servicing costs £300, uh, and it's, it's one of these bikes that looks lovely. If I had a significantly comfortable bank account, I would consider one of these. But if, if I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't know if I can cope with many big bills, I'm not sure if I would end up trusting this bike. But MCN gave it four stars overall rating, ride quality four stars engine four stars. Now MCN gave the reliability four stars, but the problem with that is MCN can't really know that because you need to be an owner to own it and really smash in the miles to really be able to tell about the reliability. And if I go to the bottom here, I've got the first owner who gave it three out of five. Let me just give you this insight here. Three out of five, reliability and build quality from an owner's review who gave it three out of five in total. And I'm quoting here. Once again, not to be too harsh, but if you buy any Motor Goodsy, you better be prepared to work on it. The quality control from the factory can be awful. Most models have some sort of Achilles heel that must be addressed. The 1200 mostly had only minor niggles, but they still must be corrected. So there'll probably have to be a sprinkling of bravery to get that, but what a stunning machine. And there's just something about, something about Italian vehicles in general. I, I love them, I love them. Thank you so much, everyone. I'll wrap it up there. Please do carry on sending over all of your stories, your input. I massively appreciate it as ever. Without you doing that, of course, there would be no channel. So it's all thanks to you and your very, very kind input for that. So thank you so much all. Have a fantastic week and welcome to summer.